2: The FIFA World Cup has long been a tournament dominated by just a handful of countries. This year, though, we've seen a number of teams punching above their weight and causing some upsets. Perhaps the biggest surprise of the tournament has been this Moroccan side, who are merely one step away from the FIFA World Cup final to better understand how much of a challenge they'll face today when they go up against the reigning champs we thought would head to Nice. And here from sub-editor of Get French Football News, Luke Entwistle. Morning, Luke. How you going, mate?
1: Good morning. Very happy to be on. Late evening here, just getting ready for the match. But uh, yeah, good morning over there, I suppose. Mate, a beautiful
2: part of the world. I've never been myself. I'm going to be there in April, but my wife worked there. She was on the yachts back in her younger days, mate. What's the atmosphere like down in, in Nice?
1: so it 's a little bit of uh, the calm before the storm, I think uh, the other night we got a little bit of a taste of of what it 's going to be like because here down in nice is a massive Moroccan population, as there is throughout France because of the the colonial history, the historic ties between the two nations and it 's going to be it 's going to be a big night here in Nice and, and throughout France, um, so yeah there 's a bit of a feeling of have it been a, a big big night tonight obviously there'll be celebrations long through the night for whoever wins and uh, yeah it's, it's going to be a big one and, and the other night when it's the the quarterfinals Morocco and France even though they didn't obviously play each other they both played on the same day and for hours and hours the atmosphere all across the city was just absolutely electric so I'm, I'm sure there'll be more of the same <laughs> tonight yeah
0: Ugh. Mate, it'd be so good to be there. We, we, what about uh, that game, Luke? Were you impressed with England's performance? Um, uh, sorry, France's performance against England. Yeah.
1: So, everyone I speak to around here, all all of the all the people I know here down in this, all French, all uh, giving me their condolences for the loss, and all of them saying the same thing that oh, you know, we, we think we really got away with it. We really think England were the better side. And I think that's the the takeaway from a lot of people, that England were the better side, at least for large, large parts of that, that game. But what really counts sometimes is, is experience of having been there and done that. And France certainly do have that, having won the, the tournament in 2018. So they just had the right mentality at the right points of the match uh they didn't necessarily control large periods but when they got chances they took them and you know having to play like Olivier Giroud on your side really helps and having to play like Breesman uh, in the form he's in really helps as well so there's some really great individual performances but also just a bit of experience and now of of knowing how to get through those kind of games as they've done so many times in the past um I think tonight is, is going to be uh weird one it's hard to know exactly what to expect tonight but they go in you know probably be quite confident that they're going to get through to the final
2: the old saying my coaches used to say defense wins titles and moroccan defense has been phenomenal this tournament only leaking one goal but on the other side haven't probably scored as many as they like but the has held them in games do you think the moroccan defense will trouble this potent french attack
1: I mean, you say so based on, on precedent, but they have, bizarre, because obviously the, the team news is just filtering out now, uh, they've actually changed yeah. to a back three, which is quite an odd move because obviously this basically 5-4-1 has really worked for them over this tournament. Their defensive record has been incredible. You know, not conceding a goal to Spain or Portugal, especially Portugal with the offensive yeah. arsenal at their disposal, is absolutely insane for a, for a team like Morocco. And, you know, these are good players. These are good centre-backs. You know, in out, and in uh, Roman Saiz as well, who's, who's at Wolverhampton. Both of those are good centre-backs, but none of them are world-class centre-backs. So the fact that they've shut out these teams is quite incredible and is really you know, a testament mm. to the work that the manager's done there in, in the organisation. So it's quite interesting that he's decided for this massive game. You know, they've all been massive games because this is, for, for Morocco and for an African team, a historic run. You know, an, an African team has never got to the semi-final mm. of a World Cup. So this is unprecedented. And then to get there and then to change that, that tried and tested uh, kind of setup is, yeah, it's, uh, it's an interesting move. Hey, Luke, just, just talking about France's run um,
0: through to this game and if they do get to the final, in the context of having probably five of their
1: first-choice players out, how good is this French team? Yeah, so obviously loads of players missing from this squad. Uh, just to, to rattle off a few, you've got yeah. Pogba and Kante, Kimpembe, both, of, both, All three of those players, sorry, would ordinarily start for France. And that's even not taken into account. Karim Benzema, the Ballon d'Or winner, who had a long hiatus from the France team, came back, uh, usurped
0: Olivier
1: Giroud, who is now the, the record goal scorer for France, uh, but obviously now... Olivier Giroud back in. It's it's very impressive, frankly, because especially that midfield is heavily reconstructed. Uh, we look at Aurelien Tchouameni in the midfield and, well, it feels as though he's been there for ages, but the reality is he's been there for about a calendar year, slightly less than that. So his, his experience of playing for France is very, very limited and he's never played in a massive international tournament. Then you've got Rabiot, who's he's got plenty of caps but he didn't go to the 28 world cup he was on the the list to be called up the kind of backup list he refused to be on that but he's back and then it's griezmann in a kind of number 8 role number 8 number 10 and he's basically performing what for him is is quite an alien role so the fact that all of these players, some of whom have very little experience, have adapted and some of those more of experienced players have kind of adapted their roles and changed to, to kind of facilitate this new distance system, is, it's quite impressive, especially, as you say, the, the amount of players out. It's, there's a, such a list of players and, and if any other nation in the world was missing so many key players, uh, I don't think you'd be seeing the results that, that France are getting, frankly.
2: Pogba, Benzema, oh my god, those names are just crazy that they're not even a part of this tournament, they're still kicking on and becoming one of the favourites. Look, if Morocco are going to have any chance, any chance, they've got to upset, they've got to get France off their game, and discipline for the French team has been something that's been a bit questionable, and is it an issue for the French side at the moment in the back four? They've given away a few uh, penalties, a few little free kicks that, that could probably cause them a little bit of disruption there.
1: Yeah, I mean, lots of those France defenders are quite aggressive in the way that they... They play, just in terms of their genuine play style. So you're looking at Upper Meccano. He's a player who likes to really kind of push out and put pressure on the midfielders and, and on the strikers in between the spaces. So naturally, he picks up the odd booking. And then it's a very combative midfield, especially too many. He, i, I watched lots of Monaco matches, attend lots of Monaco matches. So I saw plenty of him last year. And he's a great player, but he's also a player who does pick up quite a few bookings just you know, very naturally by by the way in which he plays and and it's kind of also a bit of a byproduct of the system as well. So um I think in terms of you know yellow cards, I think they'll they'll get a few. I don't think there'll be any massive issues there. But yeah, some some defensive issues, I'd definitely say. Um, and mm-hmm. Tio Hernandez, he really likes to go forward. He can be caught at the back and sometimes finds himself in, in, in tricky situations as we saw against England when he needlessly shoved Mason Mount in the back in the box giving away a penalty. And then we saw Kane give Upamecano loads of problems all throughout the night. So that's also something that uh, I think needs to be watched out for. I think that Morocco won't attack often. But when they do, it could be really quite lethal. It'll be quick, it'll be on the counter, that's, that's their style. And they could cause some problems, really drag those French players out of position. And yeah, they need to be got at because this is a, quite a new look defence. It's a very defensive defence. You know, Jules Koundé is playing at right back. He's not a right back. Teo Hernandez has no, you know, top level international World Cup experience. And then Upamecano, he was kind of drafted in. It was going to be Kempembe. So likewise, he also has very little experience. So I feel as though there's a real opportunity for Morocco to get at these defenders and just cause them a few problems and see how they respond.
0: Hey, Luke, power plays. You've you've just named a few of them there. We've we've given one out this morning. We think uh, Giroud will have the first two shots on goal in each half. So... You know, he'll get the first one in for French in the first half and the second uh, half first up again. What's your power play today that you can give out to, to our listeners? Where do you think it's all going to come from?
1: Uh, I would... I would... Certainly back Giroud to score, um, frankly, because of the way that the game's going to play out, especially if Morocco are going for a three at the back. I think that gives some spaces out in those wide areas, potentially. And there's some great crosses of the ball. I'm thinking of Griezmann, who Mm. put in that lovely assist to Giroud against England. There's plenty of players. Dembele is another one. Teo Hernandez is another. Kunde, we might not see too much of that. But yeah, there's going to be plenty of balls, I think, in the box. I think that's going to be France's most fruitful form of attack in this match. And I'd back Giroud, who's just been absolutely imperious throughout the competition, to get on the end of one and to, and to score one. There you go. There you go. If you're listening, I've given
2: you a little power play. Olivier Giroud, first shot on goal in the first half, first shot on goal in the second half, 41 bucks power play at the TAB. That is good money. So just last question for you, uh, Luke, for your shirt off. Is there anything we can take from this World Cup and how competitive the smaller nations have been that tells us something new about the ecosystem of the professional football?
1: I think this was a slightly odd World Cup. Obviously, this is the first one that's ever happened in winter, but one of the takeaways is certainly the the rise of, of the African teams. This has certainly felt like Africa's World Cup, that they've finally come to the fore. And, you know, I don't think everyone expected it would necessarily be Morocco with Senegal winning the Africa Cup of Nations early this year. Uh, they only got through to the round of 16, but obviously came up against an opponent such as England, who that's always going to be a difficult ride, but I think there's certainly Morocco have shown that there is investment in the African game and that there is Mm. a certain rise in the African game and that potentially because, you know, lots of of players in Europe have dual nationalities. You know, lots of the French players could have played for lots of African nations, for example. uh, We might Mm. see more and more... um, Players potentially representing their, you know, the, the country of their fathers or of their mothers or, or of their place of birth. I think that could be a trend that we see uh, further going into the future, especially with these much more competitive African sides going forward. So I think the takeaway is that African football is, is on the rise. And um, mm. I think it's a trend that, that should probably continue into into the next World Cup in four years' time.
2: Well, it's great for football. Great for football. These small, in- small nations are competing, and it's not just a Two, so a one-sided affair with all the major nations. Look, Luke, look, um, uh, it's not
1: going home. When are you going home? <laughs> uh, well, yeah, it's, it's not going home. <laughs> Unfortunately, uh, bizarrely, I'm actually going home uh, for, the, for the Christmas holidays on the day of the final itself. So I've watched all of England's games from afar, watched all of France's games here. But should France be in the mm. final, as I expect them to be, I will not be. So I'll be missing the celebrations this time around. But... Um, yeah, it's, it's a great shame. <laughs>
2: oh, sorry, mate, I just had to get in there with that little stab. You took it nicely, mate. Appreciate it. Luke, you're an absolute champion. And if you want to read uh, any of Luke's pieces, get French football news. Luke Entwistle, we appreciate you coming on the show, mate. Have a great day. Enjoy the day in Nice. I think it'll be humming. Thank you so much, mate.
1: I think it will be. Thanks very much for having me on. Having a great day, everyone. There he is, Luke I just had to,
0: man. I just can't help myself sometimes. There, <laughs> <laughs> you're the best. Hey? How how good is it? Look, I've got to say, when I was watching a lot of the earlier games, I was thinking, man, how many of these African teams will have players if they were to choose the their, I guess their home nations? A little bit like the Rugby mm. League World um, World Cup. What we what. Um, Luke was just saying there is that a lot of these players, um, is he could be playing for the African nations in the in the next mm. World Cup. I actually think that's fantastic if they decide to do That'd that. So, um, oh, mate, look for look for the African teams. I, I, know, I know Morocco's in here in this uh, semi final, but mate, if that happens, there's going to be a big push for the African teams going through semis and finals
2: yeah you, you pointed it out to us a long time ago Kempi. watch this space where people to start representing where they're from and um, so we have seen that in rugby league and, and hearing Luke talk about it there amazing hey who you got Double eight, double three. Oh, eight 0800 11 if you want to get in for a quick chat who you got? Who is going to meet Argentina in the final of the FIFA World Cup? Live commentary up at about 10 to 8 this morning when we leave you. Can't wait. We're here in Flear Bar, Sky City. Come say g'day.
0: We've got fans trickling in throughout the morning. Can't wait to see you. Here with Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day.